Before we start our time of prayer with Rosemary today, I wanted to ask you if you will join me in praying for some very important meetings that are coming up. I know I've been saying it every day, uh, but the truth is I'm, I'm trying to get as many people to pray as possible. Our ministry is all about reaching people, proclaiming uh, Christ to people, helping people who are mature grow more deeply in their relationship with God, reaching people that are maybe disconnected from God and church and maybe outside of the church, and to put our message in places where people would not normally find it, but rather but where they are. And this isn't going to happen easily. Back in June, I asked many people if they would pray for some important meetings that were really the next step and people did, and now this is the next step, another step. From August the 31st until September the 15th, a series of meetings will be held, and I'm praying that you would help me. Now, rather than take up the time in our time of prayer with Rosemary before we begin uh, our weekly prayer in that way, I wanna ask you if you would just go to this address, put this into your browser, it's not an email address, put it into your browser, let me know you're praying and I will send you some very specific stuff and I will also pray with you as well. I'm just asking for your prayer. Uh, come on, please help me. Uh, this, will affect the pe this will affect people all around the world uh, and please God, all around the world is in your local place as well. Hey, God bless you, thank you. Now let's join Rosemary for a time of prayer. Hello everybody and welcome to today's daily devotional where we concentrate on prayer. I'm always struck by the number of prayer requests that are sent into the ministry, that go on the prayer wall. How many really aren't even written there but are on people's hearts that are in people's hearts that are voiced when they're in a, a situation or they're at home or whatever circumstance and they send their prayer up to God and God hears every single one and in hearing our prayers I do know that God answers them maybe you feel like he hasn't answered them at all straight away but God is working on it and you can say well you know does he really need to work on it well it, if it's to do with us with people God needs to work on our hearts on our friends and family's hearts because he gives us free choice and so he's often working behind the scenes, um, softening our hearts, setting up circumstances, interplaying with other things so that he can reach us. Because our prayers of, you know, help here, Lord, we need help here. We need, you know, help in, in knowing you, God, but help in finances, help in sickness, help, help whatever the help prayers are, the needs are, God already knows. But I'm always struck in scripture, in the story of the 10 lepers. And many of us have heard this story. Let me read it to you though again. And let us today concentrate on what comes from this story. And it's in Luke's gospel, chapter 17, verse starting at verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. 
Keeping their distance, they called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. So Jesus is going to Jerusalem. And it says he entered a village. You know, I always read things and think, well, Jesus didn't just go that way because it happened by chance. He entered a village on purpose. Now, outside of the villages, in um, a place away from people, was where lepers were, where people with sicknesses were, where, where sometimes lepers, they might not have had leprosy, they had skin diseases. Maybe they had eczema, dermatitis, and people didn't realise what it was and thought it was a full-blown disease like leprosy, and they didn't want it either. So these people were ostracised away from where the village life was. But as he, as he entered the village, so he hasn't even quite got there yet, Ten lepers cry out to him. I often wonder, has, have these ten lepers heard about Jesus? Did they, just because Jesus, who Jesus was, the Son of God, did they recognise something about this man, this God-man, that they called to him for mercy? Because they didn't just cry out, Hello! Do you have any money or food? No, they cried out to him for help. Because what does it say? They called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Master, they recognised he was the master of what? Of healing, of deliverance, of mercy. It must have been something. Have mercy on us. And Jesus doesn't say, turns around and says, well, you're healed. It's now all fixed. No, he says, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, that was one way, I guess, in another language, in another way, they would have understood, not that I fully understand, but they would have understood we're healed. When we're healed, we go and show the priest because the priest looks at us, goes, yep, it's all good. You can go back and join, rejoin your village, rejoin your family, rejoin the connection with people. And so when Jesus says, go and show yourselves to the priest, they knew something was up and it says as they went they were healed so they had to have some belief in what Jesus said to then go towards the priest to believe to have faith as they went they were healed so they're they're crying out of mercy followed up with some belief or faith or trust in Jesus being able to do it they were healed Looking down, all 10 of them would have noticed there's a difference now in my skin, in my body, in how I feel. 
but only one immediately felt like they needed to go back and say thank you. When we put our needs before God, do we ever think of going back to say thank you? When it immediately happens, maybe not. But wouldn't it be beautiful if it was? Praise God. Oh my goodness, Lord, look what you've done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But even if it wasn't immediate and you saw over a period of time this healing of a person, this healing of a disease, of a sickness, of or someone coming to know the Lord, because that's a healing in itself, a softening of the heart. The heart's healed. They're not bitter anymore. They're not angry. They're not, you know, distrustful. They're, they're starting to look towards Jesus. Do we turn and thank God? Because Jesus, or this Samaritan, this person who wanted to praise and thank God, fell down at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And it says he was a Samaritan. He was the one that was even more ostracized than the lepers. Because Samaritans and Jewish people didn't get along. But he was then even more so a foreigner, as, as it states. Jesus is also trying to say, no matter who you are, no matter what your condition, no matter what your culture, where you are in, in your culture, in your family, you know, the black sheep, the ostracized one, I will heal all. But maybe I'm asking you to have a heart to come and thank me. Doesn't don't you want to be thanked? I love it when I give gifts to, to my family and friends. But you do want recognition of thank you. I like it. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for just giving me a gift. Thank you for welcoming me. Just the politeness. You know, my grandchildren come up and say, Can I have a biscuit? And I say, What do you say? Please may I have a biscuit. Then when I give them the biscuit, if they don't say something, I say, what do you say? Oh, thank you, Grammy. Because I want to teach them manners. I want to teach them to be thankful for what God, what people, what is given to us. Well, it all comes from gifts, God, or gifts come from God, all good things. But whoever we are, we are thankful. We have an attitude of thanks. And I sometimes think, well, maybe, maybe these people went to see the priest and then they would come back. But he said, none of them found to return. None of them. Surely, surely, you know, out of the 10, another few would have gone. I need to go thank this Jesus person, this Jesus master, this son of God. But he says, none of them. And he said to the one that said, thank you because of your faith. But it's not just a faith, a belief in Jesus, because of your gratitude, because of your believing I can do it and thanking me when I do do it, because of the blessing that you are even in thanking someone, you've been healed totally, completely. Because as we know, physical healing isn't, isn't just 
the total thing that God does. He always heals physical, mental, spiritual, eternal. So I want to pray that we have not just prayer requests and the prayer wall flooded with prayers, but flooded with thanks and praise to our God, even in seeing a glimpse of God working. Just a glimpse of God working is just amazing. Praise to our friends and family. Praise to whoever we meet. Praise God. May that be the first thing on our lips when God comes and answers our prayers. And remember, not the way we want, but the way that God has designed. Lord, I praise you and thank you that you have taken my friend to heaven. You chose for them to come home now. I desire they stay a bit longer, but you chose for some reason. So I thank you, Lord, because you have a greater plan. The attitude of thanks, no matter, no matter what it looks like. May we be grateful to our God. May we praise him and adore him and worship him. Because we want to truly have our God look at us and go, wow, you've come and said thank you to me. I appreciate it because we do, does not our God. Let us come to mind now and let us thank our God for times and when we haven't thanked him. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, loving God, forgive us, forgive me when I haven't thanked you. And I haven't thanked you enough for what you've done in my life. May I honour and worship you and trust you in all things and be appreciative and have a thankful heart, a thankful attitude that just thanks you straight away with things that you do. Let me ask all of this in the mighty name of your beloved Son, Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now don't forget, we're praying for Tulsa, for the meetings that are going to be occurring soon. So if you um, would like to send in to the link on the screen your prayers so that we know that you're praying for us, but that also we can send you further information once things occur, once we can thank you for your prayers that God has done wonderful and mighty things. Remember, in an attitude of thanks, and even if things don't seem to be occurring, I'm going to thank the Lord because I know he hears our prayers and he is working behind the scenes for the, the blessedness of ourselves, the goodness of us and for others and for all people in the world. Because more than anything, our God desires that people come to know him. We're doing this so people can come to know Jesus Christ. Let us thank him. Let us pray that God does what God wants to do and needs to do in this earth and that we are praying and interceding to the Father for whatever the Father desires. Have a blessed week and I'll see you next week.